2024. This is it. I'm Jessica Denson, and this is Lights On. Trump derangement syndrome. You've heard the term. Trump and his brainwashed cult like you to believe that any criticism of him is, quote, TDS, old news, or some kind of deranged obsession. I'll tell you what's deranged. Having Jeffrey Epstein's best pal to hang out with underage girls as the leader of the Republican Party or a man that raked in at least $7.8 million from foreign governments as president claiming that he's for America first. It's, it's deranged to try to overthrow the will of millions of Americans, for a commander in chief to call for the hanging of his vice president, to run for president again, to avoid your criminality catching up with you to the beat of 91 felony counts in four different jurisdictions. It's deranged to say witnesses should be executed, for an American presidential candidate to echo Adolf Hitler, to call your political opponents vermin and say immigrants are poisoning the blood, to promise retribution on patriotic Americans. I could go on. Three years after January 6th, we are left cleaning up Donald Trump's desecration of the US Capitol and of American democracy itself. If the Justice Department had moved more swiftly, if Republicans had a spine, or both, we would be we could be well beyond this national nightmare. Well beyond 64% of Americans believing that a serial sexual abuser is a man of faith, or a quarter of Americans believing that a January 6th was an inside job. We'd be well beyond the obscene concept of Donald Trump as a presidential candidate once again in 2024. But as I've often said on this show, when you don't handle a problem, it gets worse. So we have an enormous task on our hands. This is the year we clean up Donald Trump's filthy pollution of our body politic for good or let it forever stain our claim to freedom. And because we've put it off this long, we must be stronger and braver, more resistant and more resolved. Even as Trump incites his followers to violence against judges and his lawyers solicit favors from the justices he appointed, those very oath takers must be unwavering. They must not split the baby, as I've heard some commentators suggest they will, and rule against Trump perhaps on presidential immunity, but in his favor on Section 3 ballot challenges. Every violation of the law by Donald Trump must be met by unwavering application of the Constitution. Keeping Donald Trump out of politics isn't depriving Americans of rights, it's protecting them. And if we don't do it now in 2024, we may never get the opportunity again. So nothing is old news, not emoluments, not vermin, not poisoning the blood, not sexual assault, not cheating contractors in the state, not trying to overthrow American democracy. TDS isn't paying attention to these things. It's believing for one second that we can be immune to them. My guest today is one of my favorite, a refreshing and patriotic American who emerged from the dark recesses of the Republican Party to stand up for our democracy. I'm so happy to ring in the new year with the one and only Denver Riggleman. Denver, welcome back to Lights On. Hey, thanks. Great to be here, Jessica. How are you doing in 2024? Doing okay. You know, uh, the only thing, uh, we, I'm feeling much better. Our uh, 2024 was at the house with COVID with everybody. So we had, oh, a, no. <laughs> we had a COVID wildfire, but it's okay because uh, we own distilleries. 
So we're good. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we're good. We're good. Well, so no, things are good. Things are good. You feeling strong, you know, like bracing yourself for all the work we have ahead this year to, to I am, I am. You know, with tomorrow, you know, being the uh three-year anniversary of January sixth and the fact is, you know, when you talk about the data portions of it, and and by the way, your your summary at the beginning was fantastic, um, because just yesterday, um, I think an AP headline talked about the alternate perspectives of January 6th between Biden and Trump, which is the most mealy-mouthed, awful headline I can imagine. There's not alternate perspectives. There's the truth, and then there's the falsehoods about that day. And for the AP to do that means that we're in real trouble. I think I think the vacillation of some people in the press uh, unwilling to sort of, I guess, unhook themselves from the access they have to the Trump campaign or not wanting to do something like that, I think has been a, is going to be a real issue with us in 2024. That was an aside. But yeah, um, I'm putting on the battle armor of facts. Nice. And uh, I hope we can uh, I hope we can actually win this one. Well, speaking of battle armor of facts, I mean, let's just talk about the Epstein thing for a moment. I mean, there's just, you know, obviously the whole Trump derangement syndrome that really is Trump's entrance into American politics, in my mind, his his re remaining in our lives is what's deranged. I mean, the Epstein thing is one aspect among millions that alone for any other candidate would be wholly disqualifying. The association alone with this man, seven times he rode on his plane. Um, Mark, Mark Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein's brother came out this week to the New York Post and said, uh, here's a direct quote, quote, meaning here's a direct quote from Jeffrey Epstein. If I said what I know about both candidates, they'd have to cancel the election. That's what Jeffrey told me in 2016, meaning Clinton and Trump. Um, I think there's really, no doubt about Donald Trump's obsession with young women. He had infamously said, I've known Jeff for 15 years, terrific guy. He's a lot of fun to be with. It's even said that he likes beautiful women as much as I do, and many of them are on the younger side. I mean, are we really that insane and detached from reality that a so-called Christian party who cares about family values and supposedly protecting children would be associating with this man as the leader of their party still? Yes, we're insane. You know, insane. I say the collective them, not me and you. Yes. By the way. Um, so, <laughs> but I think uh, I think the issue, I tell you, um, he already sort of self-identified, right, Jessica, when you're talking about Stormy Daniels, yeah. you're talking about what he said to Billy Bush, uh, some of the things that he said about other individuals, whether it's Megyn Kelly, things of that nature. I mean, this person self-identified a long time ago. What gets me about the people who you talked about Trump derangement syndrome. Yeah. I think it's the people who actually um, support Trump that have Trump derangement. Exactly. That's my whole point. Um, yeah. And, and that's why it's a, it's a beautiful thing. It's it's either Trump derangement syndrome or they're, or they're attracted to authoritarians. You know, I'm uncomfortable wearing another man's sports jersey. And... <laughs> You know, you have people, <laughs> you have people getting tattoos of Trump, right, or wrapping themselves in Trump T-shirts or worshiping Trump with his head on Rambo's body. You know, there's there's a lot of bizarre, you know, sort of, unless uh, you know, almost people seem, you know, men in the Trump movement seem to be a little confused about their sexuality. Um, I, it's just, it's an incredible thing, and I just wonder where we've gone 
when we have people who say they're religious or they say they're Christian or they say that they have some belief in God or morals or they have some belief in ethics, I just find it amazing that they can actually rationalize Donald Trump. And I think this is how they do it. Christian nationalism. I think it's an imperfect vessel is satisfying the perfect mission in their minds. And Trump is that imperfect vessel that God is working through. And we know that because he just put out a video on True Social yesterday, oh self-identifying as is self-identifying as a prophet more or less right jessica so yeah. that's unbelievable yeah. um so i think you're on to something there and uh I, I i don't know how our facts beat some of these people's fantasies I, I i just don't know at this point yeah well i think that's where the law comes in and that's where the law has been the missing link for a long time and uh you know i've i i think i said this years ago you know once donald trump is in a jail cell or you know a, has serious criminal convictions against him, that has to change his branding, that has to change his following, that will force these cowards who have been defending him for years to finally change their posture, you know, give them the spine they never had. Yeah, I mean, I I, I hope so. I, I, you know, three years in though, you know, I saw that data initially, like between uh, July or August, when I was the senior technical advisor, July or August of 2021, all the way through to, you know, good Lord, to spring or later, almost summer of 2020, what is it, 2021 to 2022. Um, so I saw that data way back when. I am surprised it's still taking a while. I know, the, I know the wheels of justice turn slow, but as we go into this campaign season, any type of activity is going to be seen by uh, conspiracy theorists, uh, people who believe in some globalist agenda, those who are still attached to the QAnon conspiracy theory, they're going to see any action against Trump as the deep state and the globalists uh, trying to destroy him and trying to destroy America as we know it. And I think that's a real issue. Yeah. Speaking about conspiracy theories, uh, I was going to share what Alex Jones said about the whole Epstein thing. And maybe we could just play the B-roll of this hideous clip that we have of Donald Trump with uh, Jeffrey Epstein while, while I'm talking about this. But uh, Alex Jones said he gets devoted to one woman at a time, gets totally obsessed with them, totally nice to them. Uh, he claimed to be, you know, suggesting that, you know, Donald Trump is just such a monogamist and a gentleman. I mean, seriously? It's Well, it's Alex Jones, right? I mean, you, you can't believe anything Alex Jones says. He's just talking out of his rear parts, right? I mean, the smartest part of him is what he sits on. And so, I mean, that's really, you know, Alex Jones also is a grifter. Uh, he's making money off these ridiculous things and he wants access to the president. So whenever you hear these crazy conspiracy theories and his grifters saying this kind of ridiculous, uh, just literally ridiculous crap, um, I think that uh, I think we got to look at their money motive, but the fact that they're just sycophants, they're the ones again with Trump derangement syndrome. It's Alex Jones has TDS. Roger Stone has TDS. Mike Flynn, my Lord, Mike Flynn is eaten up with TDS. He's like a walking, I would say, exemplar of TDS. I mean, and TDS really is, you know what the other name of TDS is? It's, it's political herpes. And I think that's what we have is we have a really bad case of political herpes started by <laughs> Trump and it's metastasized across the United States. Okay, so we were a little late on that B-roll clip, so we're going to segue with herpes to watching the hideous dancing and, like, mouth uh, maneuvers of Donald Trump as he talks. Sorry, viewers, sorry. I just don't want you to forget how, how heinous this man is. If we can play it, uh, play it over my description. 
Um, I want to remind this is around 1992 that this video came came out. Um, it's the same year that Trump directed Florida businessman George Horini to organize a, quote, calendar competition at Mar-a-Lago. And after 28 female contestants were secured, revealed that the other guests were just him and Jeffrey Epstein. Little private party for him and Jeffrey Epstein in this uh, sex trade he had going on. Pretty, pretty disgusting. A lot of thing, another thing that um, Denver, a lot of people forget about, and I have a very distinct memory of this because when I was coming out of my horrific experience in the Trump campaign in 2016, I was just kind of starting to turn the lights on and do my research, uh, tragically, way too late. Um, I, I picked up on this article from this, uh, 13-year-old at the time, Jane Doe, who had filed a lawsuit alleging that she was tied to a bed and raped by both Trump and Jeffrey Epstein. And the two men later argued over who should have taken her virginity. Um, that was the same year, coincidentally or not so coincidentally, that um, that E. Jean Carroll uh, was allegedly raped and ha has been found um, by a civil jury sexually liable for um or liable for sexually assaulting trump is sexually <laughs> liable for sexually assaulting eugene carroll um it's it's just it's just beyond fathomable the 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 breadth of this man's abuse from women well, to our entire country so i don't know jessica have we seen any videos of biden dancing with jeffrey epstein and have we seen any of those definitely videos? not no okay <laughs> so we haven't seen any of those videos so i want people to do it like a a mental exercise here Replace Trump's name with Biden and all the things that we have just talked about already, from E. Jean Carroll to Stormy Daniels to pictures with Epstein to allegations. Can you imagine the explosion right now? I know. Um, all the way up because the far right is much more, the right far right or the crazy right are much more coordinated than their attack vectors. And if this stuff was out about Biden or, 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 or assumed about Biden, I mean, just think about the ridiculous hair sniffing stuff, which is ridiculous. Um, when you look at what's going on here, if you if you switch those names out, we'd have an explosion across the political landscape. Instead, everybody's like, oh, it's just Trump with Epstein. Oh, it's just Trump with Stormy Daniels. Oh, it's just Trump with Eugene Carroll. Oh, he's just, you know, he was just civilly found. It, it's it's not rape. It's just sexual harassment. Have you heard that one? I mean, or, or, I mean, it, it's or sexual assault or whatever it was, but it wasn't actually rape, you know? And I, these are the, these are again, the Christians that were in people that support him that are trying to rationalize behavior that can't be rationalized. You can't rationalize that behavior if you're a normal thinking, sane, moral human being. And I think that's the issue we're gonna have again in 2024, because if you're already not thinking in a sane, realistic, rational way, what stops you from doing violence? What stops you from doing really nutty things as the 2024 election goes? Because you believe anything because you're an idiot, right? If, you, if you're an actual, don't think, you know, if you think that Trump is somehow a Christian individual or a moral individual, you, you are an idiot. And that's really what it comes down to. I don't know if that's, I don't want to be that specifically blunt, but that's what I believe. Well, they've, they are in a, they are living in a, in a condition of loss of mind. I mean, that's like, it's loss of mind to look at these things, look at all of these facts that we have, all of this, this lifetime pattern of illegal and abusive behavior and say, oh no, we're good. He's a man of faith. 60, what, 64% of Trump supporters? That's, that's it. Right. That is a, um, 
degree of insanity itself. Um, it's not mental stability to believe that. And it's, um, I, you know, I always, I always on this show give Trump supporters, I don't give them an excuse, but they are inundated with so much brainwashing Denver, so much brainwashing, so much deflection from the likes of Fox News and OAN and Newsmax about the alleged wrongdoings of Biden that don't really exist and the Democrats that don't really exist. That, um, you know, these sick leaders who, as you mentioned, like the Alec Jones, they have TDS. It's it's like TDS grifting TDS, right? That supporters <laughs> might have like receptive TDS. They have like uh, active malignant um, <laughs> profiteering TDS. You know, they're doing it for money and they oh, yeah. know better. They know better. Every single one of these people know better. I tell uh, you, mining, mining the ignorant has a huge return on investment. I mean... You know, stupid money spends just like smart money and the ROI is there. And if you look at what they drive around and what they go to, the houses that they live in, um, they made a lot of money off the ignorant. And that that mining operation is continuing today. And I think it is up to, to people that I would think are more sober minded to go to war. But, you know, I've told people before, and when I say war, I'm not talking about physical war. You know, I'm yeah. talking about going to war ideologically and right. on the right side of history. But um, these people are already susceptible. I mean, if they if 64%, as you said, believe that he's a man of God, my guess is those 64% believe in the storm or where we go when we go all. They believe in QAnon. They believe in UFO alien conspiracies. They believe in all kinds of stuff. And, you know, if they're that susceptible already, uh, they believe that they have a direct link to the supernatural. Maybe they believe that God talks to them. I mean, all of this stuff, if that's already there, if that's already in the grinder, um, what comes out, you know, when it's, when we're done with that, what, what actually spits out of that grinder with all that sort of religious, um, that indignation that somehow deep state globalists, the evil empire is trying to destroy them. And that's really what they believe. And I think Trump's an embodiment of that to them, that he's going to say them for whatever this fantasy mystical made up group of globalists are coming to get them. And I, that's a really weird thing. And it's hard for sane people to get their arms around. Yeah. And it's really, it's really perverse. And I, I understand that dynamic. I've talked about that before because he, what he does is he co-ops people's real grievances that they have against, you know, whatever their, whatever their plight is, whether they've had economic hardships or whatever, whatever it is that he co-ops their real grievances. And, um, you know, I had this conversation with Jonathan Carl and, and, you know, about how like his co-opting of, of the, the, the branch Davidians, calling them Trump Davidians and going to Waco, you know, um, and co-ops these real grievances against real things that happened by the federal government that may have not been the greatest and pretends like there's worse things happening now. And like you said, that he's their savior. Um, and it's, it's really, I mean, it's really, you know, I thought <laughs> I'm thinking about Sean Hannity as we're talking about all this, because um, there's this clip of Sean Hannity that Media Matters put out this week um, in response to this bombshell um, House Democrats, over, House Oversight Democrats report on Trump's emoluments violations that I'll play in a minute. But, you know, Sean Hannity Denver is one of those that every single night, and I used to listen to this man. I used to be an avid viewer. I used to look at Sean Hannity. I'm, this is such 
a like gross admission on my part. I used to look at Sean Hannity and think this guy looks like a like he he became so familiar to me that I felt like he was a family member. I mean, that's how that's how deep it was. And he spends an entire hour every night on Fox News getting people upset, getting them riled up, getting them to hate their neighbor and and bearing false witness against his neighbor all night long, every single night on prime time. And then at the end of his show, you know what he says? Let not, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let, not, let not your heart be troubled. Oh, yes. He spends the entire hour troubling your heart. And then he steals a passage from the holy book and says, let not your heart be troubled. What a sick perversion. Ah, uh, you know, Hannity, you know, you're right. <laughs> Hannity, Hannity's just a demagogue on Fox. I mean, that's that's what he is. And But he's a preacher, too. And, you know, if you wrap all of what he's saying into some kind of biblical reference, you know, you're capturing those individuals who know, you know that Fox News is helping the chosen one, uh, Donald Trump, to get to the presidency. I I don't even know what to, Jessica, you know, I've talked about this so much. I have used every single example I can think of. You know, I've said, how do we reach people who think Lord of the Rings is a documentary, right? How do we how do we reach people who already believe they have a direct, direct link to the supernatural? How do we actually use facts to get to them? We can't. It's, it's not possible. Those 64%, we can't get to them ever. It's not going to happen. We really Wait, are going to, no, you know. No, not never, ahead. not never, never, not never. I'll let you finish, but not never. We can't well, believe I, that. We can't believe that. Well, I think, uh, I don't know. It's been a while, right? 2015, we're in 2023 when Trump first emerged. And okay, I should never say never, right? That's uh, uh, How about this? As an intelligence officer, I would say it's highly probable we won't change their minds. Maybe it's possible we will, uh, but it's highly probable we won't. But I do think there's a 3 to 5% outside of that 64% who are center-right, you know, more conservative that you can change their minds on. And that three to 5% could actually change the course of the election. That's a lot of people. Yeah. So I think we do really specific um, facts-based targeting, um, use their own stuff against them, use mass marketing, use the ability uh, to use advanced technologies uh, to push real messaging out there to fight the disinformation and misinformation. There are ways to combat it, but you are only going, I think, for three to five percent of the population, I think I'm not going to say there are lost, you know, in the woods, the 64 percent, or the maybe more than that who still believe in QAnon conspiracy theories. But I will say I think it's very hard to reach them, and and I say don't waste resources uh, on a specific portion of that population at all. Yeah, I think the best thing we can do is is live the truth ourselves. You know, plant those seeds where there's an opening. I say this all the time. You know, where there's an opening, I do it a lot especially with veterans. You know, if I find veterans that still fall into this trap, I'm particularly, um, you know, keen to try to open their eyes because I know they have, you, most of the time, a strain of service and and um, what it means to be a patriot, a real patriot for this country. And it just breaks my heart that those people would still fall prey to someone like Donald Trump. So we can, you know, I think, we find those openings. We can invest where um, where we see an opportunity to plant those seeds, and and never say never. I know I, even on this network, there you know, we get reports all the time of so many people waking up 
from the cult. So many people's eyes being opened and you think they're trapped for so long, they're never going to wake up. And sure enough, something happens that finally turns that light bulb on. And it turns out it's been an accumulation. I mean, that's what it was for me. It was an accumulation and it, and it finally got to the point of just a complete 180 for me because uh, and, of the know, accumulation of everything that I had learned and come to understand. You're pretty unique. Um, I think you're very unique. Um, me, I'd never really been in politics. So, you know, you see it pretty quick. You're like, oh God, what is this? What is going on around me? And, but you're incredibly unique. And I think it goes to, I th I'm not, I'm not trying to, to flatter you in any way, but I do think it goes to talent. I think it goes to a willingness to be open-minded about what's going on around you. And you still, Jessica, you seem like you still want to do the right thing all the time. And you put that sort of that menu of stuff together and all of a sudden you pop out of the other end, like looking behind you, like what happened? Right. I got to stop that stuff. Yeah. Um, but what I what I've noticed with people around here anecdotally. Right. You know, I make whiskey. Man, I love my distilleries. We have lots of people who come through, I think, 40 or 50,000 this year. Um, what I'm seeing are people that voted for Biden or said they did. I don't know if they're lying to me, saying that they would rather the this quote I keep hearing is we'd rather crazy than incompetent. I mean, boy, boy. And I've had some really not knock down drag out discussions, but some really in-depth, intense discussions. When I talk about what I know, they're like, well, who do we believe, Denver? You or do I? I had one person say this is a quote. You know, do I believe you or do I believe Tucker? I mean, Tucker has access to, no, he doesn't have access to anything. He's, he's a shill. He's a charlatan. He's a bizarre boy. That's what he is. He's a bizarre boy who has been taking advantage of you. And that's what I tell these people. But they're like, well, Dan, you know, why should we believe you then? I mean, where's your proof? Well, it's in my books. It's in the documents. It's in the J6 report. It's in the charging documents, right? It's in the, it's in the convictions. Oh, well, those are those are all just meant to go after Trump. Wait a minute. Now now you've lost. You can't win the argument on a belief system uh, when they won't even look at the facts or the, or the facts-based insights that you go give them from validated data that's actually directly linked to the individuals and they self-identified and they said they did it. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And I think I, I'm seeing more and more of that. And again, it's anecdotally, but I am seeing more and more of that with people that I talk to lately. Well, I'll give some, I'll, I'll put some data in there. Another like amazing jobs month for Biden, 36 month of job growth reported from last year or last month of 2023, unemployment at 3.7%. Uh, 2.7 million jobs were added to the economy in 2023. You know, awesome. I, I have, I, I have been a champion of Biden on the show. I have my own criticisms of him too. There is no question that this man is competent. There is no question that this man knows what he's doing. There is no question that the Democrats in, in the face of absolute chaos and trying to throw shit at the fan constantly from Republicans, Democrats have held this country together and delivered on their own and with bipartisan efforts, real things to improve the yes. physical infrastructure and moral <laughs> and economic infrastructure of this country. I just imagined all of us walking through a galactic shit fan the size of the Death Star, you know, and, and it, you know, that's, you know, barely overhead and all of us are sort of fighting off it as it's hitting you because that's all it is. It's just, it's a detritus from the crap that's spewed, you know, from the Trump circle and the messaging on down and all the little Stalins that uh, sort of follow along. So, sorry, that's a visual. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, we love the imagery. I mean, I don't think we can get enough of it. This All right, Denver. So let's take let's take a quick break for our sponsors. When we come back, we'll play that Sean Hannity clip I was uh, talking about and get into emoluments. The things we build are worth protecting. Making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones. With trust and will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $159. If you go to trustandwill.com slash lights, you can get 10% off plus free document shipping. I know it may seem like a daunting task, but the Trust and Will website is very simple to use and the process is straightforward. Each will or trust is state-specific and customized to your specific needs. With Trust and Will, you can ensure your family and loved ones avoid lengthy, expensive legal proceedings or the state deciding what happens to your assets and store all of your estate documents in one place with bank-level encryption. Their simple step-by-step process guides you from start to finish, and there's live customer support available through phone, chat, and email. Their service has earned Trust and Will an overall rating of excellent and thousands of five-star reviews from Trustpilot. So secure your assets and protect your loved ones with trust and will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash lights. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash lights. Heart healthy energy is so important in order for me to keep my energy up. We could all benefit from heart healthy energy. One of the best ways to get some? By supporting your blood pressure and circulation. Superbeats Heart Shoes are an easy and convenient way to support healthy blood pressure. They're plant-based and stimulant-free, so you can get green boost without the jitters. Paired with a healthy lifestyle, the antioxidants in Superbeats are clinically shown to be nearly two times more effective at promoting normal blood pressure than a healthy lifestyle alone. Now, I love taking my Super Beats heart shoes because they make me feel amazing. And I feel so good knowing that I'm doing something good for myself every day. Now, I take my Super Beats heart shoes every morning to kickstart my day, and I couldn't think of a better daily routine. Superbeats is the number one doctor, pharmacist, and cardiologist recommended heart shoe for cardiovascular health support. It's blood pressure support you can trust. Superbeats heart shoes also support healthy circulation, so you not only get blood pressure support, you also get productive heart healthy energy without the crash. Double your potential with Superbeats heart shoes. Get a free 30-day supply of Superbeats heart shoes and a free full-size bag of turmeric shoes valued at $25 by going to lightsonbeats.com. Get this exclusive offer only at lightsonbeats.com. So here's our friend, uh, Sean Hannity, his thoughts in December, just, just a mere year, last year, but just a few weeks ago. To be very honest, I think we're making a big mistake if we don't get to the bottom of this. I cannot for the life of me you know, imagine what the media and how the country and the left in this country would be reacting if Donald Trump and the Trump organization and the Trump family were making tens of millions of dollars from our top geopolitical foes like China and Russia. I can't imagine the, the left in this country not going insane. But lo and behold, here we are. Okay, Sean Hannity. So Sean Hannity knows this, by the way, totally disingenuous shill. Just... 1%. The House Democrats put out a report that covered 1% of Donald Trump's total businesses, only covered two years of his presidency and only four of his estimated 558 businesses. 
in that report alone, Donald Trump received $7.8 million uh, in foreign government spending at Trump properties during his presidency. $5.5 million came from China alone. He also got hundreds of thousands of dollars from Kuwait, Saudi Arabia, Turkey, Qatar, Democratic Republic, Congo, Malaysia, I could go on. This, Denver, from Mr. America First. Well, well, then I, I would think that uh, Hannity and them wouldn't be caring about the weirdness coming out of Comer's Oversight Committee on Biden making a little money out of China, right? I mean, he wasn't even vice president. He was just a civilian. So, you know, it looks to me that uh, I guess it's okay if Trump can do that. Now, again, I don't know when people know I'm tongue-in-cheek and being sarcastic, but since I'm also the guy who's probably the only guy on earth who's seen the J6 data and the Hunter Biden data, that's me, um, it's really difficult to get one over on me. And what's going to happen is nothing is going to happen to Joe Biden with any improper financial relationships. Not going to happen, right? Hunter's going to have some issues probably on the criminal side, which that wasn't me. I was doing the actual data side with laptop and devices. Um, but I think what you're seeing right now is not only hypocrisy on a level that's hard to define. You can't even get your arms around it. But the simple fact that Donald Trump looks at the White House as a business opportunity. Obviously, yeah. That's it. That's that, it. That's it. That There's nothing else. That's it. And however he has to get there, lying, cheating, stealing, making up things about a stolen election, um, doing absolutely nothing for the over seven hours, right? And the bizarre timeline, the 187 minutes, if you want to compress it during January 6th. And a guy who spread QAnon conspiracy theories on his Twitter, uh, who wanted to go after Obama for killing SEAL Team 6, um, I mean, and Biden. I mean, the guy is either nuts or he is playing specifically to the dumbest of the American public. And I think that's what scares me is that some of these people that you know, will vote for Trump, would stop and help you change tires on the side of the road. They oh, would, give you show, they would help you. I, I love know. a lot of these people. And, and, you know, and they love me. But then when they talk about Trump, they get a little bit sideways. And I and my voice doesn't change, Jessica. I do not yell. I don't have time to yell. I'm too old to yell. I don't give a rat's ass. <laughs> hey, we, we resolved this last time you were on Lights On. You are not old Denver. Okay, continue. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, de I mean, look, Jesus. Uh, no, so, but, but, no, but, I love um, gray hair and white hair. I love, no, that doesn't, no. <laughs> and my forehead's getting bigger. So, you know, that's aging. So, uh, but, um, but I think what we're looking at um, is hypocrisy lying, cover-ups, and just all these individuals want access to Trump. And to be a grown man or grown woman and to be that much of a belly-crawling sycophant um, is just incredible to me. I just, I don't get it. But maybe that's what we are. You know, maybe as a people, we have so many people who want a daddy or a mommy to take care of them. And, you know, that's why when, you know, we talk about Trump being masculine, which makes me laugh, or this new masculine MAGA or masculine Jesus or Jesus with a machine gun or a lion behind the, you know, the shoulder of Mike Lindell. Um, all these guys who talk about masculinity, um, you know, they will slobber and belly crawl up to Trump, right? And pretty much yeah. just hang on to his ankles just for a little pat on the head. Yeah, they're the, the most emasculated men man they're, he's ever they're seen. Boys. They're boys. <laughs> they're boys. They're boys. They're little boys who want a daddy. That's what they are. And I'm so done with it. I 
I'm so done with it. You can't be masculine and, you know, grease your body up, <laughs> right? And do a show for testicle tanning, you know, and want to vote for Trump. I, I, I just don't get it. I, I just, you know, real dudes, real women, we just shake our heads like, what the hell is going on? This is what we got to deal with. Yeah. It's exhausting. Yeah. It really is. It really is. Yeah. And I just want to tell you, Jessica, I will not be doing any of the things I just said. I'm, I'm not into, <laughs> I'm not into any of that tanning stuff. Okay, that's good. Just I wouldn't, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have like associated. Yeah, I would never have thought that. I uh, no, no. <laughs> okay. I'd rather watch The Sopranos. <laughs> no, I know the the emasculation of the men who are supposedly like the champions of manhood for Donald Trump is is quite a thing to watch. Um, well, and the, the men who we're supposed to like look at, like I mean, Josh Hawley writes a book on manhood. I'm I'm, I'm sorry, like you guys couldn't have thought of a better representative than Josh Hawley. <laughs> that's like Pee Wee Herman writing a book on weightlifting. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's ridiculous, right? It's just ridiculous. Um, uh, and I, you know, and real men don't run away, you know, we now just Adam Kinzinger's video, every time he puts a Josh Holly running away is fantastic. But I think the other thing too, when you're talking about this belief system is people putting out, you know, where women's rightful places, which I think should scare the hell out of women, not only with Dobbs, which I think is awful. What's going to happen to the, I, I do think Dobbs is going to be help Biden in 2024, but I also believe this new Christian nationally and things that women need to know their place. They need to take care of their men. You know, you see this massive sort of bloom of this stuff happening too. It's almost like we're, we're regressing, you know, hundreds of years in real time. I mean, we're seeing it. And a lot of these people are voting because of that. And that's, we, now we've come full circle back to the Christian nationalism, back to wanting a daddy or a godlike figure to take care of you. It is about these people who want to be taken care of. And I always believe the American spirit what, that you wanted to be independent, right? And, you know, people can argue over the definition or the use by Reagan of rugged individualism, but it was sort of what Americans sort of thought they were. You're not going to listen to anybody. We don't want the government messing with us. Republicans with Trump derangement syndrome, the guys who love Trump with TDS, they actually want somebody to take care of them. They're not rugged individualists. They're a more fish, shark. They like to suck the scraps from Trump's mouth. That's what they are. And I think that's what we need to identify, that these individuals aren't rugged individualists that the conservative movement pushed in the past. These guys are actually pliant sycophants. And I think that's why, um, I think that is probably the best messaging you can do is just try to stop with facts-based um, attacks because those don't really work. I think you go out of the personal people themselves and the kind of individuals they are. And the fact is, is that what they talk about is not how they are and you drag them out into the sunlight and you ideologically whip them. I mean, that's pretty much the only thing you can do right now. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you picked up on that rugged individualism because that that was the that was the thing for me, Denver. That's what got me for so many years. I'm like, "Oh, these are these are the individualists and I'm such like an independent person. I'm such a, you know, I consider myself a rebel for the right reasons and and I'm like, "Oh, these are my people." Hell no. These are these are these are the people that Donald or not Donald Trump that Tucker Carlson calls out every night as groupthink. Well, they're the groupthink. 
They're the ones who can't think for themselves, who, like you said, need a man to be their God. Because if, if they really were Christians, they would turn to that God that they believe in, who can give them guidance and protection and all of those things that they're looking for. But no, God himself is not good enough for them. They'd rather have a spray tanned, uh, overweight 75 year old who, um, you know, has a. Uh, balance issues. I didn't want to go there. I didn't want to go there, Denver. Yeah. I didn't want to do it. Well, I, I think uh I I think I think that's really what got me is um I was in a up in the White House. I went to a Freedom Caucus meeting and I remember, you know, being there and and I thought we were going to be talking policy. You know, I'm three seats away from former President Trump at the time. We're all surrounding. Do you know what the uh, um, uh, I would say a good portion of the Freedom Caucus members wanted during that meeting? What? They wanted their memorabilia signed. Oh my God. I oh that is that I is how unserious they I know. are. I know. And I think I, I walked out of that meeting. I had been there months then and I was a, I was about to do the same sex wedding, so I know that was probably my last invite. Um so but I remember walking out of there, I did tell my staff at the time, I said, What what have I done here? Who are what am I doing? Um as somebody who was elected for the fifth district of Virginia. Um, why was I in this meeting? What, what I, you know, I'm not here to sign or to have my bobblehead signed. This is insane. And it, they look at this as some kind of, <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. I just laughed at Jeremy, Tony Soprano, 2024. <laughs> made me laugh. Our producers um, given us. Uh, just yeah. made me laugh. Well, I mean, I'm a, you know, I've been rewatching the, for the 40th time, the Sopranos. So, um, but uh, yeah, Tony Soprano 2024 is pretty great. Um, I think, um, God dang it, lost my track. I, I, that was such a funny thing for me. I, I'm so sorry, Jeremy. <laughs> you were talking about memorabilia, the obsession. With oh, yes, the yes. Memorabilia sign. Yeah, the memorabilia sign. So, but even, you know, he, he sent his daughter to, to actually talk at conference meetings. Um, Jeremy Peters from the New York Times wrote about this. Me and Anthony Gonzalez were there. It was Chick-fil-A day, you know, in the conference meeting. And I remember that I'm like, why are we listening to policy? uh from ivanka trump what and I, I mean i remember i'm looking around like what the hell and then people lined up to shake her hand and to get that FaceTime. i remember me and anthony gonzalez you know anthony gonzalez played nfl football right i've done some cool things in my life i you know i've been to cooler parties than the chick-fil-a day at the conference meeting with ivanka trump i mean <laughs> my lord right i i mean i partied with british contract pilots in oman come on i mean i i i, I, I real parties with cool people <laughs> Not Chick Fil A day at a conference meeting. I mean, I you wanted know, to stick Trump a pencil. Always, in he always wanted to be with the cool people like you, Denver. He's so he wanted so bad to be cool, and he's just not cool. Like the whole Trump family, Ivanka, they're so desperate. Their social climbing is so obvious. That's all they've ever wanted is Trump, to like be Trump cool is, and elite. The reason why Trump is so thirsty is because everything was handed to him. But also, what what I try to tell people is he's the mark. I mean, if you look at Alex Jones, if you look at Stone, if you look at Flynn, right? If you look at Byrne, if you look at Lindell, if you look at Bannon, if you look at Sidney Powell, if you look at Lynn Wood, if you look at all the people underneath that sort of suck off of them, like the Matt Walshes and the Tucker Carlsons and all the, you know, all the little leeches, right? Who uh, color their beards or whatever the hell that they do. Uh, I, they're the ones that are marking Trump. They're making money off him. It ain't the other way around. Trump is their mark. And I think that's what I, I just, it's just amazing to me, you know, that people don't accept that. Um, 
Trump is their mark to make money. And that's why they are so that's why they're so devoted to him is because they have no other appreciable talents. And that's a huge point that uh, should not be lost on anybody. How how unqualified these people are for anything, not to mention public service and holding these positions of honor. Um, totally like they couldn't get a job anywhere else. So what do they do? They run for Congress. Scary as shit. Scary. It is scary. The guy <laughs> took my place, man. The most money he's ever made. He gave at towels at Liberty University. And here I am, UVA grad, military veteran, but I officiated a same-sex wedding. And then I'm all of a sudden out of politics. And I've told people, politics isn't about being intelligent. Intelligent <clears throat> Politics is about matching the crazy to whatever your base is and then going all in. And I just, I don't have that talent. I, I can't pander at that level. I just, I just literally can't do it. Well, um, I'm going to throw the compliment back on you and say you have real talent. That's not a talent. That's like some some bizarre flaw that temporarily works for popularity's sake, but in the long run is like a death sentence. So you've got real talent, Denver. They've got whatever the hell you want to call it. It's not that. talent. I, I don't know what talent I got because I'm, I don't know. I did eat a peanut. I do make a mean peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I mean, I'm, it's good. <laughs> I like sometimes just peanut, but I like jelly on toast, but I, sometimes I just like a peanut butter sandwich. I, you know what I'm really good at? Just you know, you know what I'm really good at? I'm what? really good at if me and you were sitting in a campfire with other people, yeah, um, just having a great time talking. I'm really good at making sure that everybody's happy. Everybody's having a great time. We have intelligent conversation. I have different types of liquor. I can identify what people like as far as alcohol just by looking at them. I'm really good at that. And, um, you know, so I got some amazing talents. Your heart amazing. shines through. That is uh, your talent. Thanks. Your heart is uh, true. And we, we uh, can't mistake it, Denver. We can't thank mistake you. it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but you were talking about Tony Soprano. Jeremy was talking about it in the chat. I have to uh, bring up this, this mob, latest mob boss scene out of the Trump legal team with um, Alina Haba. Um, soliciting a payback of a favor from Justice Kavanaugh. Let's uh, let's play this clip and then we'll take it on the other side. I think it should be a slam dunk in the Supreme Court. I have faith in them. You know, people like um, Kavanaugh, who the president fought for, who the president went through hell to get into place. He'll step up. Those people will step up, not because they're pro-Trump, but because they're pro-law, because they're pro-fairness. And the law on this is very clear. Did she say the lawness is really clear? <laughs> it sounded like it. I think she was trying to say the law on this, but it sounded like lawness. Definitely sounded like lawness. <laughs> I didn't know that was a word. Damn. See, lack like, of talent on the word lawness. Wait, so they're pro-Trump. They don't have to be pro-Trump, but they should be pro-Trump. But it's not about pro-Trump. It's about the law because, oh, yeah, because um, because Donald Trump went through a lot of hell to put Kavanaugh on the justice of the Supreme Court. OK, got it. That's what justices are there for, to pay back favors of the people who appointed them. I love gotcha. it. I love it that uh, he's he's putting out his authoritarian quid pro quo through HABA, right, uh, because they want to make sure the lawness is good. I mean, just think about that yeah. whole statement, how ridiculous it is, and just the rambling idiocracy type of government that we would have if we're quid pro quoing on the Supreme Court just because Trump, you know, fought for him to be there. I no professional would say that, but if you're if you're again, if you're dealing with true believers um with IQ limiters, 
it, it, it's going to actually it, it's going to actually play for them. And I'm just again, what attorney would say that? By the way, so anyhow, that's I don't even know what to say on that. I don't know what to say, Jessica. It's I don't just, care so much about how it's playing for Trump supporters. I care about how uh, the Supreme Court justices are seeing this whole thing. You know, like I mentioned, I think that was in reaction to Trump um, being genuinely. Con oh, actually, he's we'll play another clip in a second. And I think he is genuinely concerned about the rulings that are coming out of the Supreme Court. We expect not only on what that was, which is. Um, the the ballot challenges, the Fourteenth Amendment claims, but also this presidential immunity claim, which everybody seems to agree he's is a total loser for him. He is if if the Supreme Court upholds presidential immunity for Trump in these cases, then we've basically said we have a monarchy and uh, presidents above the law, and this this obviously cannot stand. But um, there is some concern. There is some concern about the. Um, the way the justices will rule in the 14th Amendment cases, like I said in the open, some people have said they think the Supreme Court's going to split the baby, maybe rule for Trump in one instance and not in the other. And, you know, this isn't a we don't have the we don't have the luxury of splitting babies right now. I mean, democ like like I said, 2024 is the year we have pushed it this far. And now we have a mess on our hands and we have to use everything that we have. We can't partially apply the law, not, you know, go all the way in, up, in upholding and abiding by the Constitution. We have to go all the way. And if we don't do it now, we might lose the chance to do it ever again. Well, I mean, uh, we would hope that Clarence Thomas recuses himself from any of these questions first. He should. He absolutely um, should. He should. Uh, second, I think they will try to split the baby. Um, I really do. Uh, I don't think, listen, it's a 6-3 conservative court right now. Uh, I don't see, I don't know. I don't see Coney Barrett. I don't see Kavanaugh, Gorsuch, Thomas for that matter. Um, I just, I just don't see them actually uh, stopping Trump from being on the Colorado b ballot. Now, if they do, we'll see as a rule of law, what that actually means. But it really goes against, you know, this independent uh, legislator theory that came out on the far right, too, is that the states have the ultimate right. If you look at the alternate electors, you're, you're back into hypocrisy. You can't you can't have the states have the ultimate authority for who the electors are, regardless of the vote, and then say that the states don't have the ultimate authority to keep a presidential off the presidential candidate off the ballot based on the 14th Amendment. Right. Jessica, and maybe it's just this common sense stuff that maybe that is one of my talents. But I think actually slamming those gaps, right, and and co the cognitive dissonance that comes out of the of the far right, and you know, and and comes out of anybody who's actually trying to protect Trump right now, I think that's really a good hit. I think that's a monster hit. Um, and when you talk about that, and you couple that with him as just a businessman using the White House as a business opportunity and the shills that they're taking money off of, I mean, you really have a layered attack vector. I think that you can use. Right to stop Trump getting in there if the messaging is right. But anyhow, I mean, you know, what do I know? I was just in, you know, I was in Congress one term, but I did do information stuff for the United States Air Force and National Security Agency. So I have a little bit of that. Uh, but um, I think really it's about hitting those messaging points and those gaps and slamming them home. And I hope people can do that. Yeah, I think I think we are doing that. We are absolutely doing that every week on Lights On. And we have the talent of people like Denver Riegelman to do it even more for us. Um, but you know, 
what, how do we, how do we close those gaps? We remind people what's at stake, you know, and, and people are saying is, can we connect this? Can we make this democracy fight? Can we make people understand what it really is? What really is on the line? And I think we can, I think we can, like, I think back to the 2022 midterms and when Biden was giving these speeches um, that people, some people criticized, you know, he gave a speech in Philadelphia and people were like, why is he, he's attacking maggots device. Hell no. Of course, he's not, not the divisive one. The guy who overthrown, tried to overthrow democracy and has his supporters, you know, trying to uh, attempt a coup. He's the divisive one. Calling them out is not divisive enough with the gaslighting. But that was effective. It was very effective in the midterms. I think Biden um, is getting a jump start on that right off the bat in 2024. He put out a new ad that very clearly lays out the stakes about what we're facing, what this election is really about. And we can talk about all the issues. At the end of the day, if we don't have a democracy, issues are out the door. So take care of issue one. Issue one is democracy. Then we can sort out everything else. Um, but Biden's in Valley Forge today. Um, I want to play a clip from the speech he just gave in a minute, but you know, I know you know the history of this this location and what it means. George Washington. I know it well. And you know, when you're talking about Valley Forge, you're talking about, oh my, are we talking about sacrifice for the American dream? Are we talking about rugged individualism? Are we talking about not being under the, you know, the um I would say the thumb of people that, you know, with no representation where it's dictated, our laws are dictated to us, taxes without representation. We're going to go through sickness. We're going to go through hell in order to make sure that the American dream actually stands up. And that's, that's cool. And I think that is really appropriate for Joe Biden to do a speech there. It is. And uh, he, what he said, this clip that we're going to play right now for you is right in line with my theme that I hammer over and over again. I'm so glad to hear it out of Biden's mouth. Here you go. The choice is clear. Donald Trump's campaign is about him, not America, not you. Donald Trump's campaign is obsessed with the past, not the future. He's willing to sacrifice our democracy, put himself in power. Our campaign is different. For me and Kamala, our campaign is about America. It's about you. It's about every age and background that occupy this country. It's about the future we're going to continue to build together. And our campaign is about preserving and strengthening our American democracy. It's always about Donald Trump, isn't it? It is. And, you know, President Biden's correct, right? He is. It is about the past. It's about and you talked about retribution. Boy, we just came full circle, didn't we, Just, You know, um, and you talked at the beginning about, you know, his campaign is about retribution. It's about payback. Mm -hmm. And it's about getting there in any way he can. It's about leveraging for his own pockets. It's about his own narcissistic behavior. Um, and it's the people underneath of him making sure that they can leverage that for their own personal gain. This yeah. is not about the greatest thing about America. It's about them being, you know, leaders, almost, uh, you know, dictated leaders uh, in their little area of influence so they can make money, you know, really just belly crawling to Mar-a-Lago. And I think that's where we're at. And I'll tell you, I'd rather have democracy as messy as it is, even if I don't agree um, with some of the things that are happening, 
uh, with President Biden, even though I might be fighting on the congressional floor for some bills that I might not agree with, I still think President Biden is the best hope for 2024. And if people don't like it, I don't give a rat's. I think, I think knowing what I know about Donald Trump, seeing more data than most in the country, um, seeing what I'm seeing right now with what he's putting out, with the weird, bizarre, you know, self-identified prophet of the MAGA masses. I mean, who the hell, what American would vote for that? A lot. And that's what's scary. And I think what Joe Biden is saying is like, hey, let's push forward beyond this cancer uh, that's coming out of Florida and Mar-a-Lago. And let's actually, you know, have a democratic institutions at work and let's, let's live in a facts-based world. Uh, and let's make sure that everybody is included in the American dream. And I think that's a pretty damn good message. It's a great message. And, um, you know, bringing what you mentioned full circle and some other themes we started at at the top, I kind of want to circle this up with conspiracies, breaking through the cult. I mentioned at the top, 25% of Americans falsely believe federal law enforcement probably or definitely orchestrated the attack on the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. Um, one of the biggest victims of that conspiracy was a former Trump supporter himself, who we're talking about breaking through, who woke up himself and broke through the lies at a, at a great personal cost man by the name of Ray Epps, who I know you know well, um, he's actually going to be sentenced in just a couple days for the, um, I think it's probably a trespassing charge or something like that, that he was ultimately charged with. But um, we can't forget that Ray Epps was a former Trump supporter who emerged from these lies. Um, like I said, at great personal cost to himself and his family. He's now suing Fox News and Tucker Carlson. And um, he wrote in a letter, I think, to the judge in his, in his criminal case, um, I've learned not to put my trust in politicians, Fox News and others and some other media and social media outlets, only to have them betray me and other American citizens with election lies. When the lies were exposed, they created a conspiracy to shift the entire blame for the insurrection on the on the FBI and myself as I became the face of J6. The blame for the insurrection is not on the FBI. It is on those who were at the Capitol and engaged in insurrection activities and those who misled Americans like myself into believing the election had been stolen. Yes, ma'am. I wrote the book on it, you know, in the breach, right? My chapter about Ray Epps ripped them apart because guess what we had? We had Ray Epps' phone records. Wow. Um, you know, I ripped apart uh, Darren Beatty from The Revolver, who just made up BS, far right wing Tucker Carlson sycophant. Um you know, I just pointed out all the lies and we knew so much about Ray Epps because I actually also sat in on his deposition. That was me. Right. So I sat on his deposition. We did all the phone records. We did all the call records. That's why the chapters in my book uh, in the breach is because I wanted people to know that the Ray Epps conspiracy theory is so fantastically stupid. It's so ignorant. It is pushed by bad actors onto the American public to try to push a false flag theory. And by the way, I've always said that false flags they're the last bastion of the dumbest conspiracy theorists. So you have the dumbest people pushing the dumbest conspiracies to many people who actually believe it. And when you talk about a quarter of the people who actually believe it, Jessica, a lot of those people would say Ray Epps was a ringleader. Ray Epps was incapable of being a ringleader. I'm not trying to put ill on the man, but he's not smart enough to be a ringleader. He wasn't connected enough to be the ringleader. Yeah. <clears throat> he didn't have the communication network to do it or the infrastructure, right? 
Ray Epps was just a dude that wasn't very bright that figured out pretty late in the game he should be calling for, instead of calling for violence, he should be calling for peace is what he, what he did. And he messed up. And we know this. Why? Because we have all the data. So, yeah, Ray Epps was just a fall guy, you know, for the conspiracy, false flag, um, revisionist idiots that are out there and who have no moral code and have no ability to see things for what they are based on facts or data. And if they can, they just want to mine the stupid for more money. It's that simple. Uh, we don't have to go into any more in-depth things. They're either nuts, grifters, or both. That's it. Or they're dumb. That's that's it. There's no other. <laughs> we have to summon that intelligence since it lives within each one of us. We have to summon it out, that spark of life <laughs> that belongs to each one for living. It doesn't, you don't have to be really smart. You just have to have common sense. Just a little just common, common sense. sense. Really, see, Ray Epps, who owns a farm, is the one who really was the FBI guy who led the, the thousands of people. I mean, did he do the alternate elector stuff too? Was he in on that? Was he at Lynn Woods to Motley, you know, plantation? What? Yeah, it's so God. Oh, this is so what happens. Dumb. This so is what dumb. happens when you have a multiple time bankrupted man um, as the former disgraced president who's leading the masses and his cohorts who are the heirs of a frozen food empire pumping propaganda into the minds of millions of Americans every uh, night. It's, Swanson, it's, Mr. Swanson Carlson bowtie, man. It's 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 my pillow, frozen foods, and glue stepping. <laughs> you put those together, you you got crazy. You got what's going on in the Trump world right now. So yeah. we uh, have to defrost great. the minds. Defrost That's right. Let's defrost the minds. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Microwave them. So yeah, this is great. This has been great. Thank you so much. This is so fun. Thank you, Denver. I so appreciate your time and your perspective and your light and your talent. I really uh, do. Thank you. Same goes for sure. All right, Denver. Thanks so much for joining me on Lights On. Definitely everybody check out Denver's book, The Breach. I still have to catch up on it and I'm looking forward to it. I have so much to do in 2024, but on yeah. top of my list is finally reading The Breach. And I'm just listen to it on the radio. Just get it on Audible and just okay. down the road. And, Audiobook. Good idea. Yes. And, you know, because I have the silk, it's the silky smooth sounds of uh, Denver Rickleman on the uh Nice. Oh, like, listen to that. It's, it's like Barry White reading to you about the January 6th insurrection. <laughs> Love so, that preview. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, Denver. Happy, happy new year, my friend. And uh, we'll see you. We'll see you again soon. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for joining us on this first, first episode of Lights On in 2024. Um, you know the best way to support this show like the video down there if you if you are enjoying this program which i know and hope that you are um subscribe to my youtube page leave a comment sometimes you know sometimes i get comments from people that they don't get notifications for the show or they can't understand why it seems to be hidden for them their view 
I don't know why. I don't, I'm not going to go into any conspiracy theories about why you're not getting lights on, but I know that if you like, subscribe, comment, that can definitely help us. Also over on the audio platform, if you're watching this on YouTube, if you go over to wherever you get your audio podcasts and subscribe to Lights On with Jessica Denson, that definitely helps the show uh, rise up in the ratings and stay more, more on people's radar. So definitely leave us a review and a rating over on the audio platforms too. Um, as always, if you want to support my ongoing legal battle, which is in full gear here in 2024, going to trial, the original human rights lawsuit that started my legal battle against Donald Trump, you can do that and we need it at thejessicadenson.com slash donate, thejessicadenson.com slash donate. As always, I want to thank everybody so much who has helped with that legal fund. You're really making an investment in democracy and we appreciate your support so much. Everybody have a wonderful weekend, get geared up and strong. And I know it can be exhausting. Believe me, I feel it sometimes myself, but I think that, uh, you know, the devil's only tool is discouragement. And if we cannot be discouraged and just toughen up and power through this fight in this last year, this year where everything really is on the line, we have the power to save this democracy of ours to preserve freedom and we can do it. All right, everybody have a wonderful weekend. Always let your light shine.